Hey podcast listeners, my friend Jay Becker and I discuss Hulk Ground Zero from the late 1980s, written by Mr. Peter David and drawn by Mr. Todd McFarlane, a guaranteed recipe for success. Hulk Ground Zero. I'm here with Mr. Jay Becker. Hi. And uh, so to contextualize this story, it takes place in the uh, late, it's written in the late 1980s, right? About 1987, 88. Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, starts off with the uh, famous Wolverine cover of the Hulk in reflected in his adamantium claws. Kind of almost iconic now. It's been, you know, duplicated a number of times yeah it has and also it ends or it almost ends with another iconic cover where the hulk is kind of dismantling the hulk logo oh the old tearing apart logo gimmick which i love yes yeah um this was um big so it was written by peter david right huge uh hulk run he had but this is very early in his this is very early in his run this is um only maybe a year or so into his run I i actually in preparation read entire all of peter david's run up to this point just to sort of get myself okay immersed into his so how far into his run it's about i think you're right it's about 12 issues in okay and it's very early in mcfarland's career too i mean he had done infinity inc over at dc Mm -hmm. and then came over here with this but this was when he started to as you mentioned you know before Mm mm-hmm Ink before we own, started recording it. Before we started recording that he started to ink his own stuff. So. Right. And once he started inking his own stuff, like people really noticed his definitive style too. Because a lot of people, when when he wasn't being inked by himself, it it, it, it lacked a lot of the detail you come to know. So it looked very from. flat and cartoony. In fact, those yeah. are early issues that aren't actually in the Ground Zero trade paperback. He does. He looks very cartoony. And he's mm-hmm. his style is a little you know amplified in that cartoonish way. But when he mm-hmm. inks himself, he adds that, that fine lining that is so... The, the distinctive style that becomes yeah. known. And almost, um, I'll, I'll get into it more when we actually start reviewing it, but I, I'm really a big fan of his artwork, and like it's it's almost, um, if, if you're familiar with the cartoon Heavy Metal, sometimes I visualize that style of animation with regard to when I'm reading these panels. Right. Like, like they just are constantly in motion. Those, those wrinkles in the faces are constantly adjusting themselves. Right, giving it lots of life and, and movement, even though they're statics pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, of course, he exploded after this because then he went to Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. Um, and he was actually doing this and Amazing Spider-Man simultaneously for a little while. Briefly, and then it, it sort of led to a falling out with him and Peter. Yes. <laughs> I could actually, uh, you know, little side note, yeah, I'm a friend of Peter David. You're a friend of Peter David's... Uh, I don't. Does he does he ever talk about that falling out? Uh, I I mean, it's I not something say, you acquaintance would want to bring a stronger up. word. Okay, okay. I mean, we we when he comes down to Florida to go to Disney World, we've you know, we've spent time together. But uh-huh. um, but he there you know there's the famous debate between him and McFarlane in the early '90s that right. they kind of but so yeah it kind of led to a little falling out because Peter wanted him to stay through issue 350 or. Uh, what what issue number is this? One fifty. It's uh, it ends at three forty. Yeah, so three fifty six. I mean, this actual trade is ends at three forty six. And he so wanted him to stay through three fifty. Three fifty was that the because I know this is the Hulk thing battle that he wanted Todd to draw. Right, and so and and Todd was like, no, they want me on Spider Man and Spider. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Hulk was not super popular then right i mean he had sort of i mean they brought burn on and he wasn't on that long and that's when they sort of separated the hulk into two creatures and then mm-hmm. brought them back together and when peter started the run rick jones was a separate hulk 
Yes. And Banner was secretly a Grey Hulk. Right. And it's funny because today you have that same sort of idea where Rick Jones is A-bomb right. and Hulk is Green Hulk. And now there's a, a Thunderbolt Ross Hulk and a Betty Ross Hulk. and But yeah, like during <laughs> Peter David's initial run, there was a... Um, a siphoning off of the gamma energy right. off of the uh, Bruce Banner Hulk. And it was absorbed into Rick Jones. So Rick Jones was a smaller green Hulk and the Hulk with long was... hair because he was young and hip. You right. Know. <laughs> and then the Hulk Hulk was the gray Hulk. Right. And then eventually that right. energy is siphoned off of Rick Jones into Samuel Stearns. Samuel became... Stearns, who reverted from his tall head leader form into now a more brain-like... Big brain leader form. Leader form. Who's a little more malicious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's pretty sinister. Yeah, his original leader was a little more cold, but this, he's pretty malicious in this. Yeah, he's a, he's a more of a modern-day villain who's like, literally, I will murder people. Right. And like in the old days, it was like Stan Lee and, and other writers who were just like, I just want to take over the world. Right. Um, but yeah, with, with regard to the, the whole McFarlane... Peter David falling out. I only know McFarlane's side of the story. I haven't actually heard Peter David weigh in on it. Um, I mean, Peter's feeling is that, you know, I, it's, it's about kind of fair play and, you know, the, you know, they kind of had an agreement and he feels that Todd, you know, became a star right. and kind of went, well, I don't need you anymore. Mm-hmm. And so kind of, he kind of felt slighted. You know? Right. And he, I mean, and he was only asking for four more issues. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. there's a lot more that, you know, isn't discussed that he right. goes into that, but right. Um, so I, I think that was his thing is like, Hey, you know, we kind of made this agreement, so let's, let's do it. Let's abide like, by the initial agreement. Right. Even though, yeah, his star was rising and, and Marvel was really utilizing him. I mean, like not only was he, um, double doing double duty on the Hulk and amazing Spider-Man, they had him doing all the covers for Marvel tales. Was he? Yeah, all the Marvel Tales uh, comics were like he would do his own version of the characters that were in the reprints of Amazing Spider-Man in the Marvel Tales. So he would do all the covers of those. And then on top of that, Amazing Spider-Man was about to jump to a uh, bi-monthly. It was twice a month. Twice a month. Whatever, bi-weekly, bi-monthly. So uh, twice a month they were putting out new issues of Amazing Spider-Man where Todd McFarlane was doing all the interiors and covers of those. So, yeah, he was overworked. And he I mean, was overworked, so, and then eventually he would get his own Spider-Man series where he had to write and draw And that's that. another, it's that famous cover with him in the web. With the webs, yes. Now, of course, Peter's star was also on the rise because, I mean, now Peter David's pretty, you know, mm-hmm. you know, ubiquitous name. But then, I mean, this is sort of what put him on the map, what became an incredibly lengthy run. But right. this was very early in that run. Yeah. And um, became iconic of what we consider the Hulk now because up to this point it was pretty much Hulk smash yes I mean that was uh, for years now so I mean from the 60s to now it was pretty much Hulk gets angry Hulk smash you know unmisunderstood mm-hmm. you know just wants to be left alone yeah and I mean maybe we'll get into this a little bit later but yeah. this is where it became the exploration of the psychology of the Hulk and what right you know we start to bring in some of those what did his father do to him mm-hmm. and you know, is this a, a dual personality being manifested that the gamma radiation has now brought out? Right, right. And like way after this storyline, you see the dichotomy or it's more than a dichotomy because you have the Green Hulk, the Gray Hulk, Bruce Banner, and then a combination of all the personalities several years from this storyline where you have the smart Hulk. Right. 
who is still has a, a rough edge about him. Yeah, and with the great Del Keown artwork. Yes. Which was, I think, the, the kind of the great partner that Peter ended up... I think he was the partner that he wanted McFarland to have. Right. The, the same partnership he wanted from Todd, he ended up getting with Del Keown. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, that's... And that's, of course, you know, then they brought in um, Doc... Doc Sampson kind of was working on the psychology of it. But right. this, this sort of starts that right here. Yes. And when we start getting into like, you know, overarching themes and that, I think mm-hmm. we'll kind of talk a little bit more about that. This summary will be brief since we summarize a lot in the review. Issue number 340 is the Wolverine issue. It was preceded by S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Clay Quartermain stealing a van and weapons from S.H.I.E.L.D., at the request of Bruce Banner and Rick Jones. Their mission is to recover or destroy stolen gamma bombs so they can't be used to create more creatures like the Hulk. Hulk is on board with this as well since he wants to be the strongest there is. Issue 341 pits Hulk against the Man Bull who was named Savage in this issue. Issue 342, Hulk fights a gamma irradiated menace known as Half-Life who was introduced in a previous issue prior to this trade. Issue 343 is Betty Ross, who is reunited with our van crew. Issue 344, Hulk and Betty have a heart-to-heart conversation where something personal is revealed. Issue 345, Hulk is in his final face-off with the leader and his minions, Rock and Redeemer. Issue 346, Hulk is dead. This issue eulogizes the Hulk. The end. Also to note, we refer to Betty's ex-boyfriend as Carlos... It's actually Ramon. Our memory isn't as good as Google. So, anyways, enjoy. So, it starts off with the confrontation of Wolverine and the Grey Hulk. Um, this is right before the fall of the mutants. It was like a direct tie-in because the X-Men are flying in their blackboard, Blackbird to Dallas, Texas. Unlike the Blackboard, which is a, you know... That is a much lamer that's version. That's at the school. Yeah, <laughs> that's where they actually teach kids physics and stuff. Right. Um, but in the Blackbird, they're on their way to fight the adversary. Again, not mentioned in this story, but that is what they're on the way to do. Wolverine is the the temporary leader of the X-Men, and everyone's answering to him. Um, so he's kind of got this burden of responsibility. He can't just be the Wolverine... You know, uh, what's up, Nancy boy? I'm going to I'm a I'm a loner and I'm just going to do what I want. Like he's actually evolved. Right. Exploring that you know role as a leader now instead of the, you know, following Cyclops or following Professor X. Right. That. Right. And so uh, flip over to where you see the Hulk and then he's restless in the van with the 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 crew clay quarterman we should mention he the the, mm-hmm. the hulkbuster base has been destroyed this is when the hulkbusters are trying to take down the hulk and the, right. the base has been destroyed so clay quarterman and rick jones mm-hmm. are in one of the like remaining super Sh- you know some sort of shield van that they hijack shield suv that's got all kinds of tech in it mm-hmm. and they're traveling the country to, which you mentioned in the synopsis to you know, destroy these gamma bombs so that no more right. hulks. And that's why that's why Banner's there to stop the Hulk, more hulks from appearing. Mm-hmm. They all sort of have their own personal reasons. Right. I think Clay's trying to recover from the destruction of Gamma Base because it was sort of his his leadership, and then it led to that downfall. And he actually led that sort of. When when Clay, I guess, identified that there was uh, corruption right. in in that they were stockpiling these gamma bombs, which he thought were illegal. I'm guessing, right. Right, he didn't. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't think that they were doing these basically weapons of mass destruction. 
Um, and then Banner, who created the darn things in the first place, has that additional burden of wanting to get rid of them as well. So in this issue, they're just traveling the countryside. It's nighttime, so Grey Hulk is Hulk every night of of the of the year, right? And he needs out, so he wants out. Uh, also, another thing is that the blizzard that they're going through obscures the moonlight. Any sort of reflection from the sun is going to give you some banner uh, qualities, and he's not getting any of those. So he needs to get is out. The fuller moon, or the, the fuller the moon, the stronger the Hulk is. The, no, the fuller the moon, the more more calm he's going to be because he's more banner like. So the more okay. sunlight, the more banner like. Ah, uh, gotcha. That's right. Yeah. So like on a new moon, the Hulk is at his peak in terms of personality. And at the full moon. Yeah. That's when full moon. He's a little more calm and, and more reasonable. Um, so he, which isn't very reasonable. Let's just say that he's still, a, he's still kind of a jerk. <laughs> he's a douche. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. The gray Hulk's got a douche edge to him. Uh, so they, he goes toe to toe with Wolverine. Who's really fighting his instincts to basically be Wolverine and Hulk this is the first time they fought since the Wolverine's first appearance. Right. Uh, Wolverine, Which is mentioned. They, they, they do mention it's Hulk 181. And uh, back then it was dumb Hulk smash Hulk. Right. And Grey Hulk is kind of fighting this reputation he's developed of, hey, I used to be stupid. Now I'm smart. Right. And he's trying to prove himself. And and Wolverine's also trying to prove himself as like, I used to be reckless. And he's now trying I'm, to fight that 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 rage that berserker mm-hmm. rage that he's known for he's like i don't he keeps saying i don't have to do this we don't have to do this right and and, and that, the gray hulk is like oh what are you gutless now yeah and yeah. It, it's fun because you got these superheroes that are just acting like two tough guys in a bar right kind of you know who's who's bigger you know mm-hmm. and so they and eventually the hulk does go and then wolverine goes berserker mm-hmm. and it's this sort of great segment and where the fight happens and then he's standing over it kind of disappointed at himself, but mm-hmm. then he, but he still thinks he's won. And then, right. but Hulk turns out he's got a healing factor. Right. And this is the first time that sort yeah. of was explored the idea that, you know, we've up to this point, we've sort of was Hulk kind of was like Superman. It just mm-hmm. nothing penetrated his skin, but right. Peter went into this idea that he regenerates mm-hmm. very quickly. And only, and the whole idea that as he gets stronger, he, as he gets angrier, he gets stronger because he's actually regenerating or over generating more mass, mm-hmm. more muscle, more, you know, more everything. So there's, there is blood in this. There's green blood yeah. from the claws. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he is actually regenerating at a very rapid rate. Yeah. And it's the eighties. So the comics code is still in full effect. So the, <laughs> there's no red blood. There's no red, but red blood. And there's, you know, no, you don't really see, you know, claws penetrating. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but the violence is still definitely there. Yeah. But it's it's interesting, you know, moving towards a mod- more modern context. I found the violence acceptable. Where sometimes in more modern comics, I find the violence is a little off-putting at times. Yeah. For, for me, of an old school comic sure. fan, I find some of the violence in modern comics. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at blood and dismemberment, blood and dismemberment. I mean, the New Fifty Two was. I can't remember, when I started reading them, and I saw like all these you know scenes of graphic violence. I'm like, right. You know, so this this is acceptable level of violence still. It didn't, I I would let my you know ten year old read this and yeah, not, not and I was about ten years old when I yeah. read these, so well, I was a little did, older didn't mess me up. Yeah, so <laughs> so there is violence, but it's not anything that's not it's it's cartoon violence as mm-hmm. they would say on the at the beginning of TV shows. Right, right. 
So um, that's essentially the, the crux of this issue is these two personalities clashing and then eventually they get broken up by a rocket launcher in between the two of them from right. Clay Quartermain. It's like, you know, you guys got better things to do. Let's move on with our respective missions. So it was basically a one shot just to say, let's put Wolverine. Yeah. And and that's basically what a lot of these are. These are just like who's Hulk gonna fight this month? It's a it's it, it's a it's a road movie. It's a mm-hmm. road. It's a, the whole arc is road sort trip. of a ro- road trip with little mm-hmm. these little side adventures that happen on the quest to that bigger goal. Right of those final issues. Yeah, and so the next issue was the Man Bull slash Savage. He's got a temporary new name, dubbed by Hulk. He calls himself Savage. So the Man Bull here is a more childlike man bull and they do comparisons between man bull and green hulk yes rick jones says look he's, he's just like you used to be hulk and gray hulk is like very offended at that concept that this guy who's a a, a childlike quitter he calls him um is is nothing like him and he's been doing all this damage in a, in a farm town and it's basically up to the hulk to stop him from continuing his savage spree and it Another McFarlane brawl for all. Yeah. But it's, this one has a, I mean, I found this a, a really touching issue. I mean, mm-hmm. like the, the ending is, is, is really touching. Yeah. Um, because in the end, Savage Manbull doesn't want to live anymore. And the town folk have all formed a mob. They want to destroy this creature and he's hurt other families and stuff. So, um, but the, this, the creature just doesn't want to live and he balls out crying. Right. And, and, and that's the thing is because he's also similar to Banner is that he was smarter when he was, you know, human, he was smarter and he wants to be human and he can't be that anymore. And so he wants right. to die. And like, you know, in that, you know, really well drawn McFarlane style, there's a lot of emotion on that face mm-hmm. and he's like, kill me. And then they, they, they become soft. And I think the Hulk actually kind of wants them to do it. He's kind of like, yeah, do it. And then they're like, you know, I think he basically says, it's up to you guys. He's all yours. But he kind of, I think the feeling I get is that he thinks they're a bunch of pansies for not, you know, right. Up he and thinks doing... everyone's pansies. Yeah. The, 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 the man bulls pansy. The town people are pansies. Like, I ah, just, I mean, but Hulk's not willing to do it himself either. No, he, he does have certain lines that he won't do. And that's, that's explored a little earlier in the run before we get to the ground zero trade. Mm-hmm. Also interesting note is that you can also tell that this is an era when we weren't writing for the trade paperback. It wasn't quite so self-contained in six issues that you could sort of get a full, Mm -hmm. you know, there's definitely things that are influenced. It's definitely part of a longer arc. Right. As nowadays, we sort of, I think a lot of the comic writers write towards the trade. Yes, they do. So it's interesting also to sort of look in the context of the comics are written a little differently nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, The next issue, this is the Half-Life issue? Yes. So Half-Life is um, the leader's little toady. Uh, he was a, a, he's a gamma monster like the Hulk and the leader. Similar powers to the parasite in some ways. Right. He can absorb energy from people. He will kill the average person from absorbing their life force. But Hulk has enough life force in him to not die in, in as short a time as the typical person. And that's kind of Half-Life's goal is to kind of be normal again. And so the, the the two duke it out. This is the duke out with Half Life, right? And this is actually his second appearance. He appeared not not he appeared earlier in the run, mm-hmm. and actually sort of led to the whole Gamma based discovery because 
Hulk discovers Half-Life in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. They battle once and he rips him apart. Right. <laughs> Literally rips him apart. Yeah. And then he comes... And, and he, he was already barely together as it was. He's sort of a zombie type guy. Yeah. You know, if you haven't seen the image of him, he's sort of like a falling apart zombie guy. Mm-hmm. And then... So that leads to... If there's more gamma monsters out there, there must be more gamma testing going on. And that's right. how they discover the whole cache of gamma bombs. So that sort of leads to... Mm-hmm. So, but this time the leader has given him sort of an exoskeleton to keep him from falling apart so he can't right. be torn apart as easily. And then as he's absorbing Hulk strength, they do this really, you know, McFarlane does this really nice thing is the Hulk shrinks and shrinks. Yeah. So he's kind of scrawny. Yeah. But he's still the Hulk. He's it's, still got the big head, but the rest <laughs> of him is scrawny. Yeah. And he's not filling out all of his torn clothes either. Um, but, and then, you know, vice versa, you have half-life looking like this superhero you know right. a dashing i'm normal again look at me that's I'm... right that's right and his hair his hair is fantastic yes his, as only mcfarlane can draw it he's straight got... out of an 80s hair band it's got like hairspray in it and standing up on end one of the reviews i read on this on this thing said that you know this is terrible everyone has mullets and i want to be like well it was the 80s yeah. everyone did have mullets so. yeah it's like that you want to be cool make the character look cool that Come was the way people. to do it. Longshot yeah. was the coolest thing ever. Seriously. Now he looks stupid. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's changed his hairstyle by now, right? No? Is he still mullet? I don't know. I haven't seen I haven't <laughs> seen Longshot recently. Well, in the Wolverine issue of this story, he's got a mullet. He absolutely does. Um, so that was another thing. They they delve into um Half Life's character. He used to be a, a literature professor yeah he uses a lot of shakespearean mm-hmm. he uses a lot of shakespearean references he was a fun little foil for the hulk you know kind of spouting his his literature knowledge and flair for the dramatic uh but then eventually he absorbs no what is it he absorbs all this energy but then he like gives up on life or doesn't he absorb too much energy it's like doesn't hulk say basically okay you want it you can have it all yeah is it just too much for him to hold and then he can't hold that much energy and okay. so he kind of explodes gotcha instantly Transferring it back into the Hulk, clearly. Right. And he's back to normal. There's an ongoing story arc of Betty is missing. She's been, she's actually, she's walked out on Bruce. They got married during right. the burn run. Mm-hmm. She's walked out on Bruce because he's so focused on the job mm-hmm. and doesn't give her enough attention. And he's, you know, they keep talking about how controlled he is with his emotions. Mm. I wonder why he's controlled with his emotions. <laughs> For goodness sake, if you get, if you get too upset, you're going to get big and green. Right. So, um, so she's gone off with this character that was introduced of this sort of sleazy, typical sleazy, what's his name? Uh, was it Carlos or it was, it's something it was a like Spanish name. It was yeah, it? Carlos or for, for uh-huh. I didn't see this was before this trade. So I actually, you don't, don't see much of him, but yeah. yeah, he, she runs off with him and he's, I mean, he's just a typical, you know, mm-hmm. sleaze ball with gold chains and the slick back hair and the little child molester mustache you know what i mean he's really <laughs> he's really mustache he, i don't know what she sees in him other mm-hmm. than he's to get and but then she's regretting it and right so she's yeah so she's eventually going to turn up again right and that's the next issue right which is the um the the robots on the cover where Hulk yes smashing yes the robots and yeah i mean and, boy, and also this is the abduction of saunders and Larroquette. Who are former Hulkbusters. Former uh, Hulkbusters. Who, and so, uh, Larroquette has especially a, a bone to pick with the Hulk because he broke his leg and made him look really bad when they were trying to track him down as a Hulkbuster. And didn't he wind up, he caused some sort of accident that killed his girlfriend? I yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so they eventually are abducted by the leader 
is it before this issue or this is this the issue where they are abducted? No, because by this point they have gotten their They've already become their they've villain a, guises, so now they're they've been kicked, they've been drummed out of the Hulkbusters. They've been okay. drummed out for being, you know, yeah. And so they, you know, they've got nothing to live for, and they both blame the Hulk for it. And mm-hmm. so the Hulk leader offers them, well, he captures them and offers them something better, right? A chance for revenge with a little mix of mind control too. Well, sure, some influence there. Um, but so eventually, these guys become the Rock and the Redeemer. Two of the, I don't know, they're less memorable. <laughs> Names <laughs> and and I mean I guess there's something visually interesting about Rock, mm-hmm. but it's still I mean let's face it there it's not the most memorable of characters. <laughs> no, but I mean they they certainly are influential on this storyline. Absolutely, because Betty appears out of like because he's also the leaders captured Betty and those two right, and then they're driving in their mm-hmm. shield SUV and yep. then out of nowhere Betty appears. Yep, and then. So to appear three giant leader robots. Right. And they uh, they duke it out with the Hulk. Hulk wins. Surprise, surprise. Um, again, this is a lot of action. Like just all these issues back to back. Like when this was coming out every month, it's like, hey, if I want some good art and action, I'm going to pick up the latest issue of Incredible Hulk. So there's no downtime for most of these issues. But that being said, I still think like more than the early Hulk, which was also a lot of action. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more explanation, uh, exploration, excuse me, of the, the characters, the, the characters and yeah. the reasoning. Like, you know, as they're doing this, Hulk is like, I don't care about Betty, mm-hmm. but you can, but his actions are belying that. And there's, right. like, you know, banner cares. I don't care. And they're sort of exploring like, mm-hmm. you know, where does the Hulk's heart lie and where does, you know, he you know, obviously Banner still treated as a separate being that he doesn't want and he hates Banner and mm-hmm. the weakness. Yeah. And also there's a um, a nice juxt- juxtaposition uh, so far, like in the Man Bull Savage issue, you had Clay Quartermain kind of putting his foot down on Banner. He's like, you're going to do this, you know, because his brother's family was on the line. He's like, you're going to use the Hulk to do this. Banner didn't want to. And he just basically bullied him into doing it. Uh, then when he transforms into the Hulk, he remembers he does his little Hulk flick in the face. That's right. That's knocking right. Clay Quartermain into the next panel, and uh, it, it, it's funny because you have the the scrawny dude who's pretty much a decent guy, and then you have the big bully version of him as well, like fighting his own battles. It was, it was an interesting dichotomy. And interestingly, that the Hulk gets gentler with Betty, and we'll talk about that a little bit in the next right. issue. But like, there's times where like Rick will comment to himself, you know. You know, this doesn't, when they bring up Betty and he's like, this will happen or we will rescue her. And he's like, he goes, he sounds more like the Hulk. Right. He's talking about Betty. So again, a lot of juxtaposition of. And also I think McFarlane drew Banner's shadow as the the Hulk behind him. Yeah. Which was also very fun. Uh, But yeah, I mean, there's not much more to this robot issue other than what we're talking about. So we can move on to the. um, Right. The Betty. The big Centric issue. Um, And I believe. One of the images I have from this is Betty's riding on the Hulk in front of a full moon. There it is, the cover. Um, so again, full moon means he's more rational. Right. Any sort of, you know, obviously you get sunlight off of the moon. So he's and getting she those. controls the situation. She actually takes Bruce and says, I'm not leaving. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't do this. Don't do this. And she goes, no, I want to talk to the Hulk. Right. So she waits till sundown and they're off in, in the woods somewhere. And, and Banner wanted to. Bruce wanted to talk to her, you know, and, and she's like, no, you're just too reserved. She can't get the emotional 
reciprocation she can out of Bruce Banner. So I she, can't get the truth out of you because yeah. I th- you're going to be trying to protect me or you're going to uh-huh. try to, you know, so she needs, and there's a reason she wants truth is because we find out mm-hmm. she's pregnant. She's pregnant. Bru- it, Betty Banner is pregnant. Um, and she reveals it to the Hulk who... She, I, she didn't really want to come out and say it, right? She 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 keeps going back. That's her big journey. Is like, should I say anything? Because I want him to want me back. Mm. I don't want him to want me just because of the baby. Right. Yeah. And so she wanted to almost know if the Hulk wanted her back. Yes. And this is interesting. Because, because she she's the one that sees them as the same. They, she sees yes. that, that, that there are two halves of a personality that, need, that are, they both need to love her. Right. And it's funny because this screams um, abused girlfriend. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You know, I mean, it is. It is. I mean, it's, and he does. He actually, he hurts Betty. Yeah. He's, he turns into the Hulk mm-hmm. because he loses track of the time during one of their, they, they, you know, and this is before this, trade. before the, before the trade, they, they refer to this in the conversation. I don't remember that exact scene, but. Yeah, I well, remember that scene. conversation. They've had a fight. She walks out and mm-hmm. he finds he finds her with this guy. And I think Rick and Clay get the guy out of there. Or this okay. Carlos, whatever his uh-huh. name is. And so he's, you know, they're making up and he waits too long. Mm-hmm. And it's midnight. Midnight. It's nighttime. It's, mm-hmm. And he turns into the Hulk and it's off panel. But there's the broken out and there's Betty and they have to t- she's taken to the hospital. I mean, he really hurts her. He hurts yeah. her badly. Yeah. And so you're right. It is. It's abused girlfriend. Yeah. And, and like in, in this issue, the bruises she have are not as a result of that, but you visually see a battered woman. I mean, she does have bruises. It's, it's from him saving her, I think from those robots, right? Yeah. She has some of the bruising from escaping from the robots, which she's actually been released. She's a little bit of a, Mm -hmm. it's part of the leader's big plot. Right. Right. Um, But yeah, this, this was interesting because you have, this is what science fiction does really well, or the advantage of science fiction. You can take a real world situation and blow it up on a, um, a a fantasy stage and kind of cover it up with superpowers or like someone like the Hulk and make him this um, archetype, right? The archetype of a jerk, the guy who just doesn't give a crap about anyone, but there's this one girl who sees the good in him and won't leave him no matter what. And, and that's what I see a lot, it, particularly in this issue. I and Peter's really... explored that before. There's another, again, I, I hate to bring up other issues, mm-hmm. but so he does explore that in other issues where there's a big bully and his wife and then the Hulk comes to town and, mm-hmm. you know, takes out the bully and then right. they deal with the ramifications of the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the this abused woman. And then, but Betty's abused. And this is a, talking about, this is a lot, not an action issue. This is a, a talking issue. You're talking about what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the, issue, yeah, yeah. The, the Betty issues of yes. talking. Yeah, issue. that's right. There is no actual action, but it's really a great delving into um, the characters all all across. I mean, there's there's some stuff with the leader going on because in the next issue, it's the big climactic resolution of everything. Right. And so Betty keeps saying, I'm not going to tell him. Her you know, mm-hmm. thought balloons are, I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to. I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. And that becomes a word balloon. Yeah. And... You know, the Hulk, who she's expecting to be like, I don't care, mm-hmm. embraces her, actually picks her up in, a, the, the, you know, in his big gray arms. And it's right. He tries to act like he does, he, but, but he eventually act- he, he really does like he, he holds her. Yeah. And he, I mean, he, even as he's doing it, he's saying, you know, it's kind of that thing like, I don't care, but, you know, I'm doing this because, you know, 
<laughs> I mean, it's 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 really well. It's really well. It's a well written issue. It's a mm-hmm. well written issue. It's it's no wonder that Peter did become a, you know, a name because he was mm-hmm. bringing what we now sort of think of as the, the that Bendis touch of you know conversation and mm-hmm. you know character development as much as yeah. It's a great break from the action because it is sandwiched in between two issues that have a lot of action in it. Um, and, and I, I just, I think this issue alone really is a milestone in who is the Hulk, who is Betty Banner. And, and that's, that explains so much about this whole Hulk mythology. Yeah. And that relationship that's there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, something I should also mention is that, you know, Peter and the, the Peter David has a great touch with comedy sometimes, you know, you yeah. see, you see that throughout the issues. There's like, you know, like the flicking clay, clay quarterman in the face to, to make up for him slighting Banner or mm-hmm. I th- it, there's a scene where Clay goes after a trucker. Is in this? It, is it uh, not in this particular? Okay, issue, but what is what is? Well, explain what does what does Clay do? Well, there's a trucker who's sort of you know being a big bully. Okay, and Clay's like, "Excuse me, I got to go take care of this," and then oh, you know, and th- that's a discussion of you know keeping yourself and Bruce. It's Br- Bruce's Bruce at this point because they're in a diner, and he's like, you know. He doesn't have to be like that. He should control himself. <laughs> you, know. you don't want to. You don't want to lose control of those emotions because you never know what'll happen. You know, there's ways to deal with that that are more intellectual. So at the end of this, it says the next issue is the finale. Yes. Um, and it, it was interesting because reading these issues when they were new, it's like, oh man, the Hulk's gonna end. My friend and I were both reading the, the series at the same time, and we we're like, oh. They're gonna they're gonna end it. So we read the next one. And it's a double sized issue. They visit this. Uh, they arrive at where the gamma bombs are supposedly winding up. They do wind up in this uh, city called Middletown, right? Um, and you get to meet some of these uh, characters who live in the city. There's a priest, uh, an encyclopedia salesman. There's a uh, girl who wants to run off. A teenage with- girl who wants to run off with her boyfriend. Um. I don't remember outside of that anyone else, but uh, these people eventually will be known as these gamma radiated uh, lackeys of the leader. Right. Um, but, uh, oh, sorry, spoiler. But anyway. <laughs> well, and it's, it's to, I think it's to set up to make you care about this town because mm-hmm. the, the town will become at stake. Right. The, 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 you know, the cost will be, he says, you know, you know, the gamma bombs here, you have to stop it or because all these people will either die or become right monsters. And it was something, um, at some point, uh, leader contacts our heroes directly. Right. They end up going to the, t- I know they end up in the town though. Yes. They, the Hulk ends up in the town. He does move everybody outside the perimeter and there's a big battle with mm-hmm. and rock should, and redeemer. And rock is basically, he's a, he's a guy encased in an exoskeleton, but it's just a floating rock. It's a floating the, rock, and he's kind of looks like he's sitting most of the time. And but it can change shape. He can make it right. you know, change shape to be like spiky or mm-hmm. giant club fists and things with like that. Uh, with appendages and stuff. Yeah, or he can go spiky and spin really fast. Yeah. To, to cut the Hulk to shreds. Yep. So the Rock and Redeemer go at it. And by the way, um, this assault on the Gamma Base, which might have occurred late in the last issue. I think it. I think it's happening parallel to the Betty and the Betty and Hulk, Hulk conversation. Conversation. That, okay. That so there was action. There was action, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was some really grotesque. I mean, it's not grotesque in the sense that you see what's happening. It's but off like, panel. They imply a lot of nasty stuff going on. Like you see, um, like the sharded, um, 
rock spitting around doing whatnot. You see uh, Redeemer shooting off his bullets and missiles everywhere, and then you see uh, a hand of a soldier lying basically dead in in the shadows of one of the panels. You're like, oh god, he, yeah, they, rubble, and then just a single hand with yeah, maybe, yeah, and, stuff. and they they just destroyed those soldiers, and you hear them not responding to their general asking for a response um, at this uh, base. And yeah, like I'm like these these guys mean business. They want to kill for their cause. And uh, then, eventually, it leads to Rock and Redeemer going head to head with the Hulk, right? Because Hulk knows where this gamma bomb is. Leader's trying to take him right to it, and uh, so Hulk takes on Rock and Redeemer again. No mercy. No, it's it's no holds barred. It's a big fight. It's the Hulk doesn't care about if these guys die either. It's that kind of classic, you know, it looks like they have the upper hand, but of course the angrier Hulk gets. <laughs> There's that. The The leader tries to do a little bit of a mind trickery where he makes him think that he's a, a giant. Yes. Trying to crush him under underfoot. And then it turns out that he, he realizes that it was just an illusion. Uh, takes down the leader. Uh, but the leader, despite telling him what the uh, final countdown of the, the bomb was going to be, he decides to blow it up early. Yes. Because he he takes that he he defeats Hulk defeats everyone he's mm-hmm. gonna go stop the bomb and yep. then basically the the leader says like you know in that classic let's count down to five four three two one and mm-hmm. I think there's time left for the Hulk to stop it and he right just, I've got the time and he's still wounded from the the battle and he can't make it well he could make it if he abided by the original countdown but the leader's like I'm blowing it up early leader tra- teleports out of there there's a dome around the the uh, around the city. This force shield that the leader had hired people to bury uh, outside of the perimeter. It shields everyone from outside of the town from this blast that goes off. Hulk is at where? Ground zero, like the title implies. What? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, our heroes are outside of the dome, basically helpless. And then the, the repercussions are the people who didn't get destroyed in any blast are still irradiated and trying to bust out of the, uh, the dome and they can't, they can't get out. And they're, and they're green, but mm-hmm. they're not like hulky or at all. They're just like, no, they, I mean, they're kind of more like, you know, your typical real world radiation. Yeah. Victim they've in terms got of, radiation poisoning of some sort. Um, and so it's a, it's a, it's like, that's the end. And you're like, what's going to be the next issue. Right. And the next issue is a eulogy. Yeah, it's they're just eulogizing the Hulk and kind of giving the rundown of what just happened. And so, it's like some time has passed, and if and this is also McFarlane's not on this issue. We've gone on to the Eric Larson is the intermedium. Yeah, he's great at taking over after McFarlane leaves <laughs> and everyone being disappointed. Yes, because I mean, I, I Eric has a certain style, but it's like he's got uh, his own style. It, it, it's I can see how it's reminiscent in some ways to McFarlane, but it's no replacement. But he remember he took over Spider Man. He took over Amazing Spider Man, yes. But he, and it's in, and like I think he's come to it in his own on Savage Dragon, which was mm-hmm. his own thing. But like, but anyway, so it is. It's a, it's a, it's kind of jarring. The whole issue is a little jarring because yeah. it's visually different, right? And then it's such a there's that. And McFarlane did a little bit of the breakdowns. He gets some yeah. credit for the artwork, but like, yeah, it's it's clearly different. And it's story wise jarring because we have jumped forward. It's not like you know most issues where. You know, especially a moment like that where big explosion and mm-hmm. what's happening, you know, it doesn't pick up right afterwards. It pick up some time has passed. Mm-hmm. There's sort of a, a there's a trial going the trial on. for Clay. Mm-hmm. You know, has he and I think doesn't Nick Fury come in and sort of basically say, no, he's cool. Something of the effect. And like people wanted to nominate him for president. 
or like there was like this whole political campaign. This is all on the heels of the Ali North uh, Iran Contra stuff, right? Because so Clay, who you know should be in trouble for defying orders, is actually uh-huh. coming out like a hero because right. he's doing the right thing. Exactly. He defied orders, but he was going to save people's lives. Right. And then, of course, it's sort of told through Rick's voice. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is told through Rick's voice telling right. you know, what happened. Because he's been there from the beginning. Right. And Rick Jones comes out and says it. And like as a as a kid reading this, I'm like, oh, this is it. This is the end. Because Rick Jones is like, yeah, I think he's dead. Like I've seen him. I've seen him go through all of this stuff. This sort of thing. He could not survive. Am I mistaken? Am I, is my memory wrong that there was sort of like a hulk-shaped blast shadow yes okay so that's there was a hulk-shaped blast shadow and he said it was kind of like peter pan's shadow waiting to be picked up and then eventually the wind takes away the ashes that that's were in the shape right of the that's hulk. exactly right and so yeah it's like again reading that as a kid it's like if rick jones says you're dead then by god you're probably gone you should be dead um but he wasn't dead but yeah, and but this issue kind of implies like it is. If sort you of just like, read this trade, he's dead. He's I mean, dead. That's all and you you're know. Like, what and and of course, then of course, then it says next issue. So you know something's coming. Mm-hmm. And and they and he plays with this idea that maybe the Hulk is dead even in the next issue, which starts the whole Mister Fix It storyline yes. because you know you, they talk about Fix It, but you don't see Fix It mm-hmm. until very close to the end. And close to the end, and he's. Now, here's the thing, and I know this is outside of this trade, but in the Mr. Fix-It first issue storyline, it's now you've got Jeff's perv, Jeff Pervs. Jeff Pervs. Jeff Pervs doing the artwork, and you want to talk removed from McFarlane or even Eric Larson. This guy is a completely different take on the artwork, and so even showing the Hulk dressed up in the mafioso, his face looks totally different. Like, it is a totally different artistic style. So I was honestly like, who is this guy? I didn't get it, even though bullets, bullets were bouncing off the guy. I didn't get that it was supposed to be the same character. In a lot of ways, right. And, I mean, I remember even... I was I was a little older when I read this, because mm-hmm. I think if this is... I was probably 16 or mm-hmm. uh, 17 at the time, a few years older than you. But, I mean, I liked McFarlane so much. I, I was right. like, I identi- I was like, this guy's going to be you know, awesome. This mm-hmm. guy's awesome. Yeah. Uh, even early on, I identified in his, you know, in DC work. I was like, this mm-hmm. guy's, I, I was following him actually. Right. Uh, and Pervs, I didn't really, but I, I came to like him a lot and looking mm-hmm. back at it now, it's really strong work. Mm-hmm. It's really, really strong, interesting, different work. Yeah. Um, and, very, and satisfying in a mm-hmm. different way that McFarland is that mm-hmm. I don't find Larson to be with that one issue but right. so anyway so the, the 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 ending of it is this epilogue and sort of you know like the dust the characters are scattered to the wind mm-hmm. and you know we and it is sort of a good jumping on point for the next issue for people to come on and it's right. a sort of closing out of everything that's sort of happened up mm-hmm. to this point I mean like everything yeah you know Green Hulk is gone mm-hmm. Hulk is gone yeah you know this every, you know, Hulk base is gone mm-hmm Clay's gone back to being part of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so yep. Rick Jones off to do his own career. Yeah. Music, I guess. Right. Um, and that's what I liked about this. is it, it was a story from my childhood, but it it translated very well to the trade that they did here. It did. It did work. As a, it as did a tra- have, like you said, it has a very definitive end point. And if you want to read this as the last Hulk storyline, or at least the last Gray Hulk storyline, you can if you don't want to acknowledge anything else that came after it. I mean, it is. It's uh, if this if 
if it had ended here, mm-hmm. it's a pretty satisfying ending. Yeah, I thought so. It's a pretty satisfying ending mm-hmm. um, to the to a storyline and to a uh, to a character mm-hmm. because it does sort of end this version of the character, right? You know, because even Mister Fix It has become something different. Yes, in terms of who he is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and like I, I sometimes I'm, I'm disappointed when people just say Gray Hulk. You mean Mister Fix It? It's like n- no, there's a difference. I mean, Gray Hulk. There's a pre Mister Fix It Gray Hulk, and that's exactly who's prominent in uh, this story. And I thought that was a great character. Yeah, I mean, this Hulk is definitely. And a lot is more interesting than Hulk smash green Hulk. Oh yeah. I mean, he's psychologically interesting to watch him, you know, how he approaches things and how he, you know, he doesn't want to put up with crap. He won't put up with crap. And, right. and, uh, he's definitely smarter, mm-hmm. but he's, it's not like he's super smart. He's just cunning. He's just, yeah. and way smarter than a dumb green Hulk. But yeah, because Dumb Greenhawk was a child, exactly. Who has tantrums, and that's the thing too. Another parallel that um, that uh, Peter David does, and he outright says later on that the Hulk is basically the the childhood pain of Banner, whereas the Gray Hulk is the adolescent pain of Banner, and that's kind of how the two are compared. It's like, hey, I'm not that stupid kid I used to be. That was my childhood. Now I'm this age. This is the rebelling teenager. Yeah, who's like you know. Thinks he know he's the king of the world and mm-hmm. thinks he's you know he, you know not going to put up with everything and he thinks he's smarter than everyone else. Yep. Even if he's not. Yep. And he also thinks he's stronger than everyone else and he's not necessarily anymore. Well, he's still pretty strong. He's pr- still pretty strong. But he's not. He, he's not even. At, yeah, he's not at Green Hulk levels of no. strength either. So he can be hurt, which also makes him more interesting. Mm-hmm. Because, as you know, I think as witnessed by the Man of Steel movie, sometimes things can be too super. Right. So there's no stakes to it. So. Mm-hmm. Watching him get hurt, yeah, and having to struggle to win these fights is interesting. Yeah, because also being the Hulk, everyone wants a piece of him. Like, oh, you're the strongest one there is. Let me try it at you. And he's no longer the strongest one there is. So now he's like, how do I, how do I get my way out of this one? And so he's using the new strategy, being smarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jay, would you recommend this book to a non? comic book reader let's say someone just doesn't have a, a history of comic books necessarily it's like the first comic and just pick it up and read it conceivably yeah i don't know okay because it does sort of jump in the middle of the storyline mm-hmm. but that being said if they can sort of accept you know like the sort of little synopsis which you know comics are really good at, at the beginning that okay these guys are on the road because they're after this mm-hmm. because this happened before it's not a bad way to start because the stories are self-contained and they're sort of like all little, either a morality tale or a, you know, a, a relationship story mm-hmm. or, a, or an action tale. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, so they're contained enough that they could read it and appreciate what is being done on the page. You know who I would recommend this to? Assuming someone may not be reading comic books, but they're familiar with the comic book movies and cartoons. If you're an action cartoon lover, I think this is for you. I think that's great. That's actually a great way to, I think that's, I agree with you wholeheartedly that you, I don't think if you've never read a comic, this might be a lot to take in, but if you, you're familiar with the genre and some of the tropes and have seen the movies, yeah, this is a great, then then I would recommend it. Absolutely. Cause like just in just the artwork itself, like it just lends itself to this almost animated style. 
Like, if if you like cartoons, I think this is something that you would like. Um, When I was first reading this, I was somewhere around 11, 12 years old, maybe up to 14 or 15. But um, when I was reading this, that age, I think this is a great target for that that age group. This this story works well with because it deals with a lot of this adolescent relationships, lashing out at people, coming into your own, and a lot of different takes on stuff. You've got a manipulative character. You've got a um, you've got a, a heartfelt, kind character. You've got a, a douchey character who's just a, a jerk, um, but you still kind of like him in some respects. I thought it was a a lot for someone who's maybe going through a lot as a, as an. If you're ten or twelve. This is you're gonna. Yeah. There's a lot you'll be able to appreciate. I thought about so. It. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and I just it goes again. Having not seen McFarlane's art for a while, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it really is strong. It's really yeah. strong stuff. It's really, it's really well written, real well written, mm-hmm. and really well uh, drawn. Yeah, I mean, really interesting stuff that wasn't really being seen at that time. He, the, as the the house style was being broken down, and not just by McFarlane. I mean, Sienkiewicz was doing it a little earlier, and Frank Miller, but like. And it is, a, it's slightly cartoony, but in, in it's good. It's really, it's good art. I think that cartoony style works well, particularly with this storyline. Yeah. Where you have these great action sequences, action breaks, and also these character scenes that maybe the orb-like eyes kind of work for the emotional uh, conveying. And there's a lot of personality in the faces, which he, he, he imbues. And there's some there's some comedy, great character comedy. There's some great action. There's some great heart to it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That's a that's a good assessment of who would who could come to this as somebody who maybe I I like that Spider-Man movie or I like that Hulk movie. Mm-hmm. What do you recommend? Yeah, it might be confusing as to why he's gray, but he also mentions you know he used to be green. So as an evolution of of the Green Hulk, like think of the Green Hulk as part of this guy's past. Right. And and this character being the next step of his evolution. There's a lot about, you know, what is strength and what is emotionally and physically and like the two are kind of intertwined in this storyline. I mean, we've talked about bullying, there's bullying, mm-hmm. this whole idea of what is it what you know, and might makes right, there's that mob mentality. There's yeah. a lot of think about about, you know, strength and is is you know, does might make right and yeah. does just because you're strong does that mean you're you're always right? I'm glad I got to do this. Awesome. Want to do another one? All right, cool. All right, thanks for joining us, and uh, please do subscribe. Jay Smash.